Good day. Mate. Podcast is in session. Welcome to another electrifying podcast of two mics with two mics. I'm Pastor Mike, and I have a microphone. And I'm Pastor Michael, and I have a microphone. Feeling electrified this morning, thanks to coffee with two shots of espresso. It does help. Pretty gross tasting, but yes, it does help. Caffeine is the Christian drug of choice. Yes, especially... Well, actually, I don't know. During a fast, it's kind of a torn thing. Some people are like, you can't have coffee during a fast. And other people just don't care. They're like, yeah, I need the energy. If I don't want to murder anybody, I need to have coffee during the fast. There you go. Yes, we are in the middle of a fast. Uh, The last podcast, we actually talked about uh, a fast of repentance and showed several different areas where there's fast for specifically repentance. Uh, from many different types of people, the backslidden Christian, uh, the heathen, the pagan, um, and then the individual. But today we want to talk about favor, favor from the Lord. Um, so what is favor, Pastor Mike? What is, the, what is the definition of favor? Well, the biblical definition of favor. <laughs> In this case, what we're talking about, favor of the Lord for something regarding mankind. Mm -hmm. So that type of favor is defined as acceptance, acceptance with the person or persons that you are seeking favor for, or grace, which, as we all know, is bestowed freely. Yes. A good example, that would be Joseph, actually, right off the bat. Joseph had favor. Joseph had tremendous favor. But it wasn't just because he didn't do anything. It's because he allowed himself to be a vessel of honor for God. Though he was good-looking, he didn't get favor for that. Hey, it says it. It says he was a good-looking guy. Yeah, he probably got the wrong kind of favor. <laughs> that was the favor he didn't want from not Potiphar's from, wife. <laughs> uh, not from God. But yeah, Potiphar's wife, who we all know now, her name is Potiphar. Yes, yes. Yes. So... It comes from the book of Second Opinions. <laughs> That's pretty good. I haven't heard that one from you. No, well, it is a good one. So today, <laughs> as Pastor Michael has said, we do want to talk about fasting to obtain favor of the Lord for a specific situation. But how do you obtain favor? I mean, the Bible outlines favor several different times. Joseph was one example. In mm-hmm. terms of favor, before we get into the fasting portion, like <sighs> obtaining favor from God is not impossible. I mean, w- one thing is, you know, obviously draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. I mean, there's favor when God draw, draws near to you. There's favor. I mean, it doesn't say it. We're going to go into where it says it, but there's favor when God rewards somebody who diligently seeks him. Mm-hmm. There's favor in all these different areas of the word when it comes to faith. Now, One thing that uh, I want to touch on is Proverbs 3. It says very specifically, My son, do not forget my law. Do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Here you go. And so... The result of all those things, verse 1 through 3, find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. It pleases God. You get favor from God by letting your, having the heart obey the Lord's commands, making sure that you don't forget them, because a lot of the time, 
here, I'm going to harp on something real quick. Um, if a man gets talked to by, by a pretty lady and he happens to be married, all of a sudden you just forget everything. Well, mm. if you actually hold on to what it says in Proverbs, it says the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, but in the end her ways lead to death. If you don't forget those things, you're not all of a sudden going to go blank when a pretty lady starts talking to you. You're going to just immediately go, yeah, you're just talking to me. So one way, <laughs> one way to obtain favor from the Lord is by keeping his laws, his commandments, yep. his precepts, his statutes, basically taking his word at heart and honoring him by obeying his word. Applying it throughout your entire life. It says very clearly, do not let mercy and truth forsake you. Twofold. Truth of the word of God and the mercy that we were shown that we could show others. And then also it says, bind them around your neck, write them. The heart is such a big thing. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Let your heart keep my commands. The heart is one of the most important things to the Lord, if not the most important thing to most important thing to the Lord, because if God has your heart, he has everything else, as Pastor said in the past. And so obtaining favor from the Lord is applying the word to your heart and letting it actually sink into your heart where it sinks into your entire being and it sinks into every action that you take. That's one way to obtain the favor mm -hmm. of the Lord. And it says very clearly, in the sight of God and man. Men actually like the attributes of God. Even if they're a heathen or a sinner, they're attracted to the attributes of God because they're made in the image of God. Go Proverbs 12.2 says, A good person obtains favor from the Lord, but the Lord condemns everyone who schemes. Or in the NASB, a good man will obtain favor from the Lord, but he will condemn a man who devises evil. So favor can be obtained. It's mm -hmm. not just something that is randomly bestowed upon you. Now, when it comes to salvation, grace, the definition of grace is favor and mercy of the Lord that, and mm -hmm. love of the Lord that we did not deserve, we could not earn. So Unmerited, in that, yeah. In that setting, yes, that grace is... Is just given by God because, mm -hmm. as Pastor Michael just said, we are made in the image and likeness of God. And guess what? He kind of likes us. Yeah. But there's many different instances in the Word where the favor of God rested upon a man or a, a woman. And guess what? There was a move from that man, that woman, where they either gave freely, they promoted, they whatever. Mm -hmm. There was just something where those people received uh kind of special attention from man or from people. I mean, what is it? The Egyptians. Um, when Moses and all the Israelites left, uh, they obtained favor in the sight of the Egyptians, That's and the Egyptians actually, like, they, they gave to the Israelites. The Israelites plundered the Egyptians. So there was favor of a different kind even there, and that was obtained through the Lord. It wasn't, uh, yeah. There's favor for all kinds of things. Indeed. Favor, uh, favor for protection favor for sustenance, but we want to get into, if you have your Bibles, go to Nehemiah chapter 1. We want to see about fasting for favor, because as Pastor Michael said, we are in a 21-day fast, and one of the things that we as a church and as individuals are fasting for is the favor from God. Mm -hmm. We in the, At this time, we just bought 6.06 .06 acres of land. And 
uh, I don't know what city you live in, but where we live in, there's, um, let's just say sometimes the people in authority are not favorable <laughs> to, uh, to Jesus and to his people. And so one of the things we fast for is favor with those whom we need favor with so we can, we can get on with the task of building the kingdom of God. And I mean, one of the biggest questions is, can you fast for favor? Because we just talked about instances where you obtain favor and God right. granted favor. Can you fast for favor? Well, the Bible would the say you can fast for favor. Indeed you can. So here we are in the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1. Nehemiah, of course, and Israel are in captivity again. Nehemiah was uh, served the king. He was the king's cupbearer. But the Bible says that... Uh, Nehemiah asked his brethren, who had just recently returned from Jerusalem. Jerusalem was decimated. And Nehemiah asked them, hey, what about the Jews that escaped, which were left of the captivity? And, wh and what about Jerusalem? And they said to Nehemiah, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province, they're in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also was broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Now, as these men are speaking and giving a report of the condition of Jerusalem and of the people, they, the Holy Ghost is painting a picture on the canvas of Jeremiah's heart. Nehemiah. We all, Nehemiah, excuse me, thank you, of Nehemiah's heart. When we think, we think in pictures. I say red fire truck. Well, what came to your mind? Well, a red fire truck. If I say a red fire truck with a dog that white with dark spots, well, images come to your mind, not the words, you know, red, not a text, red fire truck, comma, dog, white with black spots. No, pick so. The Holy Ghost is painting or on Nehemiah's heart a picture of that destruction. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> keep in mind here that and, and many of you know this, some of you, I don't know what you know, but when we're talking about the destruction of Jerusalem, I mean, we're talking about a people who were at their very core, believed wholeheartedly and were at one time walking with the Lord, but they believed wholeheartedly because the Lord said it, we are God's people, the chosen. We are chosen a whole, a priesthood and a holy nation. We're supposed mm -hmm. to be set apart. We're supposed to be exalted, blessed multiplied uh, in all different metrics. And now Nehemiah, whose heart is with the Lord. I mean, it's pretty clear if you keep reading, his heart is for the yeah, Lord. It's with it. the Lord. Um, in his mind, we're talking about God's example being decimated and the people who are supposed to be God's living examples, mm -hmm. living sacrifices being decimated. And it just breaks his heart. And so he goes on to say, Nehemiah said, it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and I wept and I mourned certain days and I fasted. I mean, what can he do? He, he's also in slavery. He's also the king's cupbearer. Which is a pretty good gig if you're a slave, but even still. Higher risk of death, though. Right. <laughs> and he prayed before the God of heaven. So he's praying and fasting. And here's, here's his prayer. He said, I beseech you, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keeps covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let your ear now be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of me, your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children 
of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We've dealt very corruptly against you, and we have not kept your commandments, nor your statutes, nor your judgments, which you commanded by your servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee the word that you commanded by your servant Moses, saying, if you transgress, I will scatter you among the nations. Mm -hmm. But if you return unto me, if you turn and keep my commandments, if you repent mm -hmm. and do them, though there were of you cast out unto the uttermost part of the heaven, yet will I gather you from thence, and I will bring you unto the place that I've chosen to set my name there, which is Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And then Nehemiah says, Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power out of Egypt and by your strong hand. O Lord, I beseech you now, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of me, your servant, and to the prayer of all your servants who desire to fear your name. And Lord, prosper, I pray you, this servant this day, and grant me mercy in the sight of the king, for I was the king's cupbearer. And what happened? Well, uh, before we get into what happened, I want to point something out here. Okay. Because I'm going to let you get into what happened. I'm going to hit this. It's very clear. This, is, this just sounds like a repeat of the law. His prayer is not him making up words. His prayer is simply, God, this is what you said. Mm -hmm. This is God's word. You know, I mean, we, we've talked about let the word come out of your mouth. We've preached on it. Let, you know, speak the word of God, profess and confess uh, the word of the Lord because it's powerful than anything else that we can conjure up in our vocab and our understanding of English words. It's it's better than anything. It's more right. powerful. That's what Nehemiah did here. He humbled himself. We talked about that. He began to fast and he prays the law. He prays a promise. He prays the curse. He prays and reminds God, hey, this is what mm -hmm. you said. This is what you said, and this is what you did. And he's just entreating of the Lord using the law of Moses, using the word of the Lord, talking back to God. It's important. Yeah. It's important. When, you, when you're going after the Lord in prayer, when you're petitioning him, that very phrase, petition, means that you are bringing before him uh, not just what uh, Pastor Michael just said, the petition of the things that what you want, but you are also, and God doesn't get offended by this. In fact, he, he reminds us. He says, uh, call me into remembrance. Mm -hmm. Jesus said for us to, when we pray, to pray God's will back to him. Mm -hmm. And so Nehemiah is, is uh, petitioning God for his own, what he wants, also in that reminding God, like Pastor Michael said, hey, this is what you said. And it's not in an arrogant way. Uh, Charles Finney, that great evangelist uh, in America, used to bring, hold the word of God up in his prayer time to God, you know, praying for souls to be saved, praying for God's anointing and the outpouring of his spirit upon the services. And he would say, I come to thee with thy precious promises in my hand, and I will not be denied. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't saying that arrogantly. But, you know, that's being, as uh, it says in James, being fervent and earnest in our prayers. And God likes that kind of prayer. Yes, he does. And I mean, it's, <sighs> there's nothing like it. Because not only, and I'll say this as well, 
um, not only are you reminding God, bringing to remembrance, you're quoting the word of God coming out of your mouth, and it actually builds your faith as you speak it and speak, okay, God, you said this. Yeah, you did say this. Yeah, you're not a liar. Yeah, you, your word does not return void. Yes, and you build your faith. It builds a, the spiritual man inside of you as well. But what up. was the result so, of this prayer and fasting? If we flip over to this dear chapter 2, it says that in the year of Artaxerxes the king, wine was before him, and I took up the wine, and I gave it to the king. Because remember, Nehemiah is a cupbearer for the king. And the king said to me, Why is your countenance sad? seeing that you are not sick. Now, if I remember my history right, Pastor, you could literally have your head cut off for being sad in front of the king. Is that right? I believe so. I don't know if it was the head specifically. I, you could be killed. It probably was because there's so many kings that basically if you just breathe the wrong way, you can kill them anyway, you know? Um, but yeah, I believe it was the head. I'm, I'm And so sure. for Nehemiah to, you know... He, he couldn't help himself. He had a, a sad countenance. And so here's where the favor comes in. So the king says to me, this is example of the first fruit of prayer and fasting for favor. The king asked him, why is your countenance sad seeing you're not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Nehemiah said, then I was very afraid. Yeah, for fear, because he wasn't supposed to come before the king with a sad countenance. High risk in his line of work. <laughs> and, I, and some of you married men have been in similar situations. Amen. We'll just leave it at that. Gosh. <laughs> Not that I ever have, but never, I've heard. Never. I've heard. In 50 years, never. <laughs> 52 this year, my brother. <laughs> And so he said, I was very afraid, and I said unto the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's graves, lies waste, and the gates are burned with fire? Then the king said unto me, here's second proof of fasting for favor. Then the king said unto me, what do you make your request? What? What is it that you are petitioning me? And Nehemiah said, so I prayed to the God of heaven. So he, in his heart, I'm sure he prayed again, Lord, give me the words to say, Lord, thank you for your favor. I like my head where it is. Yes. <laughs> I don't like it on a stake outside the palace Gosh. with a sign. He was sad before the king. <laughs> we have a sign in here, actually. It says, uh, attitude is everything. Pick a good one. So the king said, for what do you make your request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. I said unto the king, if it please the king, and if I have found favor in your mm -hmm. sight, I'm asking that you would send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's graves, that I may build it, speaking of Jerusalem. And the king said unto me, and the queen was also sitting by the king, mm -hmm. how long will your journey be? Oh, when pause, will you pause, return? Pause right there. Okay. That means that this guy liked Nehemiah. Because not only, you know, it's one thing to say, yeah, go ahead. It's yeah. another thing to say, well, when are you going to be back? Because that implies that, hey, I actually want you around me. And I'm going to note this as well. We're talking about favor. To get that kind of role as a Jew, okay, 
mm-hmm. in that culture to get that kind of uh, 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 what's the one I'm looking for job title uh, gig <laughs> slavery gig where you're the cupbearer you actually have to look pleasing position. as well yeah. position thank you gosh simple word you have to look pleasing as well so right there with his uh, position I believe he already had the favor of God and this was entreating further favor with the fasting and the praying. Go ahead, bro. Correct. He said, how long will your journey be? When will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I gave him a time. Moreover, I said to the king, I mean, if you're on a favor roll, why not, right? <laughs> Give me a little more. Well, why you? not? <laughs> if it pleased the king, let letters be given me to the governors beyond the river that they may convey me over until I come into the land, the land of Judah, mm-hmm. and a letter on the Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber. Because you can't just go out in the forest and cut a tree down. You can't. You couldn't even hunt the king's deer without permission. No, that's true. When they when they were rulers over lands, you know the whole thing with the deity and rulers. It kind of. If you ruled the land, you were considered, okay, these are my lands. You know, the Lord says the earth is mine and everything in it. Um, that kind of trickled down to people's pride when they were rulers right. over lands. And so, yeah, no deer, no fruit can be plucked. I mean, you can no. be killed you can for be doing killed anything for doing on the king's land. That's where the story permission. of Robin Hood comes in, because he was always in the king's forest. Yes. Anyway, that's not in the Bible. It's he the said, book of third uh, opinions. <laughs> give me give me letters to Asap, keeper of the king's force, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace which appertain to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according mm-hmm. to the good hand of my God upon me. Yep. And so fasting for favor. If you have favor, I mean, think about, I'll go back to just a comparison with the Israelites again. Not only, they were getting freed. Mm-hmm. They were leaving. Something that had not been successful in several different on several different occasions with Pharaoh. And now they're leaving. But because they had the favor of the Lord, they got to take a little bit extra. That's they were what, leaving with sustenance. Exactly. They were leaving with their, their cattle and everything like that, but they got to take a little bit more from the Egyptians due to that mm-hmm. favor. And in the same way, Nehemiah could have just left. Yeah. But because of that fast, he got to ask a little bit more. You know, if we were talking about the unfathomable power of God, right. when he gives favor, it's not unheard of to go, okay, well, if you're giving me this much favor, why am I not, why do I not have access to more? Especially when you're fasting and praying. But we're going to have to go to the, we're going to have to do a part two of the fast of favor mm-hmm. uh, because we are out of time. We're out of time already? Oh, yeah. Well, let me reiterate what you just no, said. No, go Not for it. Not only did Nehemiah get favor of the king to give him permission to do, obviously, the desire of the Lord that was in his heart, which was to rebuild Jerusalem. And, and he mentioned this, but I want to reiterate it. Along with that came provision. Yep. So... You, with the favor of God, it's not just a mystical, you know, spiritual thing, but it's also provision. There's proof of it. There's proof of the favor of God in your life. And provision is one of those proofs, for sure. 
Because, I mean, again, you could say I have the favor of God and everything's going wrong. You could keep saying it, but there's no proof. Correct. So there's evidence to that faith and that favor. Well, we're going to sign off for now. This is uh, Pastor Mike saying thank you for watching us. Appreciate if you, uh, you know, tell others about this. Take it away, <laughs> Pastor Michael. Like and subscribe. Uh, if you have any questions or any comments, anything of that nature, email A-S-K-T-W-O-M-I-K-E-S at gmail.com. And tune in for part two of this type of fast for your fasting for the favor of God. Podcast is adjourned.